Hi, and welcome to Calm Cash. Today, we're kicking off a multi-week look at investing our money during the pandemic. Today, we'll talk about some important questions you must answer for yourself to key in on the right types of investments that may be right for you. Next week, we'll look at how to assess external factors and information to pick the right places to put your money. So let's get to it. First off, I want to say that I'm not going to tell you stocks to pick, and I'm not endorsing any particular stock, fund, or investment in these episodes. Any company I mention is just kind of for illustrative purposes, and I'm not suggesting you buy it. So I just wanted to get that out of the way here from the beginning. Um, Why did I decide to do this now? Uh, Well, I use this app called StockTwits to follow different investments. Uh, It's kind of a dumb name, but the app is pretty good. And what makes the app different than other kind of stock tracking uh, apps is for each stock, mutual fund, or cryptocurrency that you follow, there's a social feed with people posting comments, charts, uh, projections of what the price will do, and also people asking for help. So on Wednesday of this past week, a guy whose uh, username isn't appropriate for a clean podcast uh, posted a comment that said, I just bought this, I won't say the stock, Um, is it any good, what should I do? Oh man. Okay. So my response to him was, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but next time you should do your homework before you buy stuff. I happen to like this stock, by the way, and I would hold it until 150. Um, I started scrolling across the different stocks that I follow and found lots of similar questions where people had already bought it and then they were asking, was this smart or not? So maybe we should talk about this and, and go a level layer deeper to help people understand some of the questions and some of the homework they need to do before they buy something. There are lots of factors that will determine where you should invest your money, but I'm going to put something on the table first in this discussion before we get going. If you don't have at least $1,000 saved in an emergency fund, I don't recommend you take available cash and start investing in an IRA or a brokerage account, a college savings fund, or an app like Robinhood. With all the uncertainty out there in this environment, I want to make sure people have at least $1,000 set aside in their rainy day fund. And remember what we've talked about before, our long-term goal is to have three to six months of basic necessities, so like food, you know, rent, debt payments covered, those type of things, set aside in our emergency fund. So that's going to be significantly more than $1,000 if we're talking about multiple months. Um, So really focus on that first before you start making some investments. Okay, so you've got your emergency savings account funded with this minimum $1,000 amount, and you have some money left over. So the first question is, where should you invest this money? Um, If you have access to a company 401k plan, that's a great place to put your money, especially if your company offers a match on the dollars that you contribute to the plan. You know, that is free money, and that is free money is hard to come by and you should do your best to contribute as much as necessary to get the full company match that your employer makes available. Those dollars will add up fast when you're putting your money in and the company's putting money in too. Um, You can find information about your company match and 401k plan by looking at the benefit programs on your company intranet site or by contacting someone in your HR department. Um, We are hearing more and more that companies are stopping giving matching funds because of the economic impact of the virus. If that has happened to you or you no longer have access to a 401k because maybe you've been furloughed or laid off, um, a brokerage account or an investing app like Robinhood is a good alternative. 
Um, of course, if you like your 401k as the place for your investments, like keep rolling with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. So COVID has changed our opinions and perspectives in a lot of ways. And it definitely has with people and investing their money. So I think we really need to get back to basics here, whether you're a beginner or a seasoned investor, and, and ask or re-ask these two essential questions. What is my risk tolerance? Or kind of said a different way, how comfortable am I watching my investments go up and down? And then number two, how long am I investing for? So uh, you know, financial planner might call this your time horizon. So these two questions are really important and will be different for all of us. Let's take the risk tolerance one first. If you're going to stress out and worry if your money is fluctuating up and down, this might not be the best market for you to enter because of the uncertainty this virus is causing with jobs and our economy. The market is swinging pretty significantly up and down on certain days as the news about the virus changes and as companies are reporting their performance and showing really how they're holding up. The sentiment from many analysts is that this will continue potentially with steep losses at times. And if this worries you, maybe continue to fund your emergency account and wait for a more stable environment. Uh, just remember that this will be over one day, but it may take a little bit of time to get there. If you are comfortable investing your money, knowing that there's a chance it could significantly go down in value, um, just like it might go up, it is now is a good time to talk about the different investment options that are available. So this is where it can get confusing. Um, investing uses lots of lingo and jargon that sometimes aren't really super obvious to people. So before we dive into some strategies and considerations, let's define some of these terms. So just real basic, a stock, again, is it's sometimes called an equity, is partial ownership in a company, which entitles you to a portion of the company's assets and profits. A bond is basically like an IOU from a company, a state, or a government that has terms like a loan. It has how much you've invested. It has um, an interest rate associated with it, so how much money you're going to get back. And basically, when you buy a bond, you become a debt holder of the entity that you bought it from. Uh, mutual funds, uh, these are run by professional money managers who take the assets of the fund, so the money that comes into the fund, and they invest them in many stocks, bonds, and other assets on behalf of the investors in the fund. And then an ETF, which we hear a lot about now. So this stands for an exchange-traded fund. And it's also a collection or pool of securities and like stocks and bonds. Um, but it's a little different in that uh, from a mutual fund in that an ETF often tracks to a particular index, like um, all the stocks in the S&P 500 or specific industries like technology, banking, or even commodities like uh, oil um, or corn. So there are lots of other asset classes, uh, but these are the four most common ways that someone will invest their money. And these are the right places to think about and for you to focus when you're wondering where to put some of the, your extra dollars and put them into the market. So like, let's go back to that risk. Each of these four uh, different types of investments carry different levels of risk along with them, which also means that the return or upside will be a little bit different. So we'll kind of go through from the least risky to the most risky. So bonds are the least risky of these assets and will generally have you know, a guaranteed rate of return. 
But in this environment, you're probably going to get something really low, like think 1% or less potentially um, when it comes to the returns on the, on the money you invest in bonds. Um, mutual funds and ETFs, they come next as far as risk goes because they are a pool or a collection of investments, like we said earlier. So this means that there's multiple stocks or, or multiple different assets in there. Um, so what that means is one of the stocks in the bundle could really tank and perform poorly, but it'll be offset by the performance of other investments, um, which maybe those have all gone up. And the most risky of all of these four is a stock, which invests in just a single company. And so uh, someone would probably say it's the least diversified um, because instead of having other companies and securities in the, in the investment, like a mutual fund, the stock of an individual company is on its own to perform. So if the CEO screws up and, and makes a mistake or some external event happens and shuts down the operations, the stock can lose significant value very quickly. If you're going to invest in individual stocks, you have to stay vigilant about keeping up with the company performance and watching the stock price performance often. And failure to do this can result in steep losses. So for those of you just starting out investing, I would start with mutual funds and ETFs. And once you feel more comfortable with your own risk tolerance, then you can look at individual stocks and maybe even one day cryptocurrencies, which are the riskiest investment of them all. Okay, so we've talked about risk. Let's talk about that second question, and we'll move on to uh, discussion about time horizon. This is simply how long you're going to hold an investment before you sell it and start using the money. So the general rule is this breaks down into three different time frames. You've got short term, which is basically you know selling as soon as tomorrow to maybe in about five years or so from now. The intermediate term, which is five to ten years. And then long-term, which is anything 10, 10 or more years out in the future. So the reason time horizon matters is the longer your window before you're going to sell and want to use that money, the more risk you can take on in your investments and to see them grow. So the reason we can be more aggressive is because if something bad happens, like a pandemic rocking our economy, we have longer for our investments to recover before, before we need to use that money. So let's take my 401k, for example. I'm going to work, um, unfortunately, probably another like 25 years. And that seems like a really long time right now. Um, but, you know, because of my age um, and because of, you know, other factors, I'm, I'm probably going to have to work that long. Um, but because I've saved in my emergency fund and I have those basic necessities taken care of for about six months, I'm not going to need to touch my 401k dollars for over two decades. And a lot is going to happen in that time frame, but I can allow myself to be more aggressive in the investments that I have in my 401k. And so, yes, my balance is lower today than it was at the end of the year in December last year, but I'm also buying into my investments at lower prices today, which means 20 years from now, I could have substantially more growth and, and a higher balance in that account. So if your time horizon is shorter, you need to assess how much, here's, here's that risk again, how much risk you're comfortable with, because if bad things happen, there's less time for our investments to recover. So I'm not saying don't invest, just choose your investments wisely and watch it closely to stay on track with your money goals. So chances are you don't have just one goal for your money. And like right now, I have, I have many. So there's a, a fixer-upper project that we want to do on our house this summer, and I'm going to need that money in about a month or two. 
And right now, those dollars that we've earmarked for the project, they're conservatively invested because I can't have it go down. I have to turn around and and um, buy some equipment and also pay a contractor to do the work. Um, but I also have a goal for college savings for my sons, uh, which is more of like an intermediate to kind of a long-term goal, and also for my 401k, which is you know what we just talked about, 25 years or more. So those two, two goals you know, have a different time horizon than that project for the summer. So the risk and types of investments look different um, in those, for those money goals and in those investments than what they do in the short term. These two questions about risk and time horizon are so critical and need to be applied toward all your money goals. So here's a little bit of homework for this week. Spend some time reflecting on your answer to these two things, your risk and time horizon, and apply it to each one of the money goals that you have for yourself, whether that's paying down debt or saving up for a big purchase or a down payment or things like long-term savings in your 401k. You need to have a really clear answer and understand your own personal preferences and, and what you're comfortable with before you can start to look externally and evaluate information about the market and in particular industries where you may want to invest. So you got to know yourself before we can apply some of those other strategies and other techniques to find information to inform our investments. So you got to reflect and you got to really know what you're comfortable with. And where people start to get hung up is when they try to copy somebody else's strategy or they try to convince themselves that they're open to more risk when they're really not. And that's why we see financial stress uh, as such a significant part of the lives of every American. And it's why we're doing Calm Cash so that people can better understand their, their own tolerances for risk and time horizon and then make smarter and more informed decision that ultimately makes them happier. So I really encourage you to think about this week and we'll pick it up next week by focusing on some external factors that will inform where we put our money. Please stay safe. Uh, please tell a friend about Calm Cash if you're liking the, the content and the journey that we're on, and we will talk to you very soon.